All right, y'all. It's Yolanda Sanguini. This is Yes Girl, the bonus episode. And this month, uh, January, we're all about resetting and refreshing our goals, writing down our dreams, and really manifesting some greatness in 2019. So each week, I will be speaking to different women in my life who I feel really um, have, you know, the keys. They hold the keys to... um, being better as black women, as uh, human beings. One of the people I really wanted to um, get to have a conversation with is my girl, Nature. (laughs) Nature is a celebrity life coach, an author, and a musician, and a frequent contributor to Essence.com. Nature's going to talk to us today about authenticity and really transparency on all levels of our lives. Mm. Welcome. Thank you. You gave me the mm, 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 yes. Mm. <laughs> Transparency just is, you know, such a juicy word. It's yeah. so rich. It yeah. makes me think of so many things right off the bat. Yeah. How I'm going to give you a big, big, uh, broad question. Okay. How does a woman ensure that she's living an authentic life? I think um, it starts by developing a practice where we can be mindful and centered Mm -hmm. because we have to spend time with ourselves Um, because in the silence for everyone, this is not an exception, there is a quiet Mm -hmm. inner voice that exists within all of us. Mm -hmm. And when we quiet our lives, that inner voice has an opportunity to express its desires, its convictions, what it wants us to be responsible to. Um, And I think that when we check in with that and we find um, that we conduct our lives in a way where every day, you're making the kinds of choices that mirror what that inner voice is speaking to you, um, then you're on your own authentic life path. Mm -hmm. Um, So it starts with cultivating the time to get quiet and commune with this inner self, which is really difficult. Mm -hmm. We weren't raised to do that, um, particularly as black women. But in general, in Western culture, I think we're taught to um, follow the herd, Mm -hmm. the mainstream. What everybody else says is what we should do. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's scary to go off the beaten path. And trust that this little bitty voice Mm -hmm. that's ever so gentle um, really should be given the opportunity to guide our lives. Mm -hmm. But that's where authenticity starts. Yeah. Yeah. This little light of mine. You know, how does one cultivate that practice? Um, It's it's we can talk about and say you should do it. But can you think of any way that someone could cultivate that? Yeah, I can throw out several suggestions. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, this also is part of authenticity. You have to find what works for you. Mm -hmm. But we know some of the tried and true Mm -hmm. ones. Meditation Meditation. Um, for some people that is a bath in the morning or Mm -hmm. evening. Um, For a lot of us, it is prayer, Mm -hmm. um, making time for prayer. For some people, it is taking a walk. Uh, It's creating ritual. Mm -hmm. So I would say whatever allows you to ground yourself in ritual. For some people, it's, you know, dancing in PJs Mm -hmm. with a playlist in the morning because the music just centers them. So anything that can disconnect us from the busy and the hurry 
and bring us more into ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I have tended over the years to recommend to clients, try all of them, mm -hmm. um, because in it, you're going to find like what brings you to life. And mm -hmm. that's the practice you should build on and mm -hmm. take freedom to add things to versus, you know, the school of thought that would say, uh, to be still, you have to meditate. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way to do it. And it's not the only way to do it. It's a popular way to do it. Yeah. So I would recommend trying any of those things and finding what really speaks to your spirit. Mm -hmm. I was just joking with um, Tiffany, our producer, about... Um, we weren't joking, actually, Tiffany. We were talking about <laughs> meditation and how when someone says meditation, it could sound so, like... I'm not on Deepak Chopra levels of <laughs> meditation, <laughs> but sometimes meditation okay. can be bite-sized. Okay. Um, I forgot which scholar that I love, an Indian woman who said, sometimes breathing, deep breathing can be your form of meditation because Absolutely. you're connecting with the source. In fact, in fact, I would... I would offer that that is the cornerstone mm -hmm. of meditation. So, again, in Western world, we adopt so many Eastern um, ideologies and, and philosophies, and we kind of turn them into this alpha, yang-dominated culture um, where we make it any and everything. But it started as breathing because, for instance, if you have kids and, like, you're hectic in the morning, stopping and taking a few deep breaths before you go off on someone, mm -hmm. that is absolutely a form of meditation. Mm -hmm. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Um, that phrase is not um, found its way into our regular conversation um, without purpose. There's a reason that people say um, take a breath. So I absolutely agree uh, with what you and Tiffany were talking about. Mm -hmm. Now, what if someone is feeling like, I want to be my authentic self, but the world around me, you know, my family may not be, you know, super um, uh, encouraging my colleagues. I might be the only black woman in the room or only black woman at work. Um, I want to be my authentic self, but I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That feels um, <clears throat> like a nuanced uh, question and answer. Mm -hmm. um, so let me try to to um, organize this. I think to begin with, this won't be the direction most people come to this, mm -hmm. but if you have the option, you should practice authenticity before, before. you choose a job, <laughs> a mate, where to live, uh, places that, as we were talking uh, before we went live about code switching. Mm -hmm. um, if you have to do that, Chances are it's not probably um, the most um, organic and natural space for your spirit to mm -hmm. be in. Um, so I would recommend doing that first if you have the option. Mm -hmm. um, if you're already in something, then I think now this is about um, courage. I don't think we can talk about authenticity without talking about straight up, raw courage mm -hmm. and determination. Mm -hmm. um, because again, here's that herd conversation to step beyond what your parents may expect or dream for you, mm -hmm. um, what your community may dream or expect for you, and what your own fears mm -hmm. tell you you're capable of. To denounce all of that, you know, mm -hmm. um, and go in another direction takes tremendous courage. And I think most people think 
because I'm afraid, it means it's not time to take a step or that I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just delusion. Mm-hmm. The reality is you're going to be afraid mm-hmm. um, and you can still keep moving. So um, I, I'm a fan of if we want to just keep it, you know, straight, mm-hmm. real. I think you need to pursue the environment mm-hmm. that celebrate you for being who you are. And and so some women will say, I don't know who that is yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I've spent so much time doing what my husband wanted or, or my girlfriend or uh, my parents. That's where the exploration comes in. Mm-hmm. And it takes courage to walk off um, the beaten path and to be able to explore that. Mm-hmm. But it, it's so necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, you know, authenticity... See, here's the thing. It's become so popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think back <laughs> to when I, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I think back to when I first started uh, contributing and writing to Essence, and you know, it was well utilized in the wellness space, um, mm-hmm. which you know is not that often populated by women of color mm-hmm. um, like us. But it became like a little word that people loved adapting. Maybe they saw it on Super Soul Sunday. So people love to give a lot of word mm-hmm. uh, uh, sake to that, you know, authentic, authentic. But really? Are no. Really? <laughs> because if you have a mask on, if you're doing any level of code switching, um, if you are repressing uh, your emotions, something you really want to say, then you're not in a really authentic space. And it won't happen overnight. It won't even happen over one month. Mm-hmm. That It's a lifestyle is mm-hmm. what I'm ultimately mm-hmm. saying, to um, be authentic, to live in this uh, a world where we cultivate space for our organic selves mm-hmm. to emerge takes a day-to-day commitment. Mm-hmm. You don't make it one time. You're like, oh, wow. I'm going to be in this environment today. I'm going to be triggered. Um, check in, right? What was that morning mm-hmm. ritual? But it is still my commitment to 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 make choices as best as I can today in a manner that is fearless and honors who I know myself to be. Mm-hmm. I think about authenticity with... Um Particularly, I have a friend who is considering a career change, and the career change would be something very unexpected. And so (laughs) authenticity is creeping up in our conversations because she's like, "Ah, everybody's going to think like, you know, she's crazy, you know, but authenticity is following that dream, pursuing it. And if you fail, you failed. Move on. You're not going to die from it. Right. You know, And and crazy because it's... um it's a so change different. in general, yeah. Yeah. moving away from stability, or, yes. or because it's just so different, or all of it? All of it. Just really? Moving away from stability, okay. um, you know, leaving a C-suite to go pursue something creative. Right. You know, right. And, but her authentic self is a creative. Right. right. But um, right. we come from backgrounds, you know, especially in African households, right. you're either a lawyer, doctor. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> lawyer, <And> doctor. <laughs> Oh, no, let me not forget. Accountant, engineer. (laughs) I'm laughing because one of my uh, dear girlfriends who uh, writes for uh, uh, 
another media outlet who is from Ghana. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's Canadian, though. But we talk a lot about this. And she just got back home um, from visiting family. And her mom, you you know, number one, she's Mm -hmm. in the voice that you were just in. And and she is a doctor. But very deeply is expectant of being in a different space. And Mm -hmm. after all of these years... Her mom is still <laughs> rolling out with that. And it's like, honey, I've been at this 20 years. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and so we were laughing, but also in a, a deep sigh way, like, mm-hmm. what what is our capacity and responsibility to ourselves to continue our path, mm-hmm. even when we're told that that hurts someone, right? Mm -hmm. Because when your parents are that pervasive, and there are some who Mm -hmm. are, Mm -hmm. um, they won't let it go. My mom is one of them, in fact. You know, she's never understood uh, being in private practice, Mm -hmm. um, you know, seeing clients, doing gigs, Mm -hmm. you know, writing Mm -hmm. for Essence. None of it is anything she understands. Mm -hmm. So she kind of thinks that these are still, like, (laughs) hobbies. Hobbies. to say, you know, mom, watch your words, mm-hmm. watch your language, um, because whether you operate in the world in that way, I'm very mindful of words. Mm-hmm. So I, I need you to pause them mm-hmm. uh, with me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh-uh. And how does transparency show up in, you know, in this journey of, you know, as we find our authentic selves and in the culture, but also in our daily lives? Well, let's take your friend, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you're saying that the career change is, you know, wildly different. Mm -hmm. Um, She's concerned that people will say, oh, my goodness, she's Mm -hmm. crazy. See, that's a perfect place where authenticity and transparency intersect. Mm -hmm. Because to switch a job, to leave any role, is really stepping out and saying, hi, this is who I am, unclothed, Mm -hmm. without the mask, without the expectations or the definitions that you've given to me, and I'm risking being naked. I'm going to risk that. Mm -hmm. And everybody won't be able to see me. Some people will reject that. Mm -hmm. Um, But the beauty and the reason it's so purposeful to be that transparent is should she make that leap, there are going to be a core group of people who really see her. Mm-hmm. And having that connection with the people who really see her um, will be such uh, an, an influx of divine energy into her life. What a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, without being transparent, people don't ever really get to see who we are. So mm-hmm. who are you loving? You know what I mean? If we say we girls, if we're connecting, or if this is my man, but I have not risked uh, you know, being naked, sharing my deepest fears, deepest desires, deepest dreams for myself, then I don't know. You're just loving, um, you know, uh, as one of my girlfriends on av- the Avatar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not the real me. <laughs> Chris Rock calls it the representative. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How do yeah. we stop sending our representative mm-hmm. into every room for us? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a challenge. So career is where we find the idea or the tugging, you know, around transparency where we see it a lot. 
I do think that career is the place that um, the question of authenticity and transparency always comes up. And and what I can share with you, I think you already know this, but most of the time, the women over the years that have been on my sofa, um, they thought they were coming to life coaching because they wanted to uh, transform their career. They wanted to be more authentic. Um, and what I can tell you was 100 percent true every single time. We didn't what we ended up having to do was unpack all of the old agreements mm -hmm. and particularly the per, um, personal relationships mm -hmm. that they had allowed to define them. All of that had to be unpacked mm -hmm. before we could even get to career. Because it's like this career choice that you want to make, well, first of all, believing that you're unhappy because you don't like your job. Mm -hmm. And that is absolutely um, sometimes the surface level for sure. But it is often um, just the invitation to look deeper into your personal story. Where does my dis-ease, mm -hmm. you know, my discomfort really come from? Mm -hmm. So I love it. You know, people will be like, yes, child, I need a life coach. I got to get this career thing popping. And then we end up finding out it is um, the degree to which somebody wanted to please mom mm -hmm. or the degree to which somebody watched an addict father mm -hmm. be so powerless. They wanted to basically offer their life to make up for everything the, the addict father has missed. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes it's a sibling. So our career choices, the kind of work we end up doing is often a reflection of the good and the not so good that has been part of our background. Mm. I wonder, you know, um, what one thing we talked about earlier this month on Yes Girl is the idea of not letting your job be the only way that you define yourself. Absolutely. Ab Such a challenge. I think you have to take the job out of it. Mm. Um, you know, Yolanda, when I uh, started doing workshops about 20 years ago now, that was one of my first workshops. It was called The Art of Becoming Conscious. Mm -hmm. And it was all about helping people begin this path to transform themselves. Mm -hmm. You know the standard in a workshop environment. You go around the room, everybody introduces themselves. Without fail, people will always tell you their job title, and mm -hmm. they'll say whether <laughs> they are a parent or married all the time. <laughs> So, you know, what was always fun for me is that wasn't allowed, you know, so that was part of the direction. Let's go around the room. Let's have everyone introduce themselves. You cannot talk about whether you are a husband, a wife, um, or what your job title is. Now, tell me who you are. Hmm. Because that creates the kind of digging and self-inquiry, mm -hmm. right? And let me just loop that back around to where we started. So this ritual to go within, to hear this inner voice is something um, that is called the process of self-inquiry. Mm -hmm. How do we all enact self-exploration mm -hmm. on a day-to-day -day basis? Wow. Because when you define yourself without those, you know, mother, father, <laughs> wife, um, job title, then wherever you show up, you show up as your authentic self. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Well, you leave those definitions behind. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, to go back to your girlfriend, something you said, you said, um, because she's a creative mm -hmm. 
And I believe at a core level, we all are. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if if we were to go in a spiritual direction, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it is you believe in God or nature or a creative source, we are a reflection Mm -hmm. of divine creative energy. So not everybody has to be a musician, an actor, you know, a rock and roll star, a dancer. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people are gardeners. Mm -hmm. Some people are chefs. Art shows up in every single aspect of our lives. So I think that's one of the initiations of adulthood, an authentic adult life path, is how will I allow creativity to show up in my life? Mm. Because the act of defining ourselves for ourselves, not anyone else, that alone is a creative act. Mm. It's a sacred creative act. Mm. So when, when people couldn't say... Um, you know, I'm a lawyer and I have two wonderful uh, daughters. <laughs> they would be left with, well, I mean, I don't know nature. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they would spend time, go deeper, because mm-hmm. that's what it mm-hmm. requires. When you don't have an immediate answer, you're left to contemplate, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful and right place for us to be. Um, so I think it helps us get to deep things like, um, I am creative, mm-hmm. I am an artist. But that may show up as a preacher in the pulpit. Um, It may show up as the person who is an administrative assistant Mm -hmm. for 40 years, but whose energy has the capacity to change a room. Every Mm -hmm. time she goes in to, you know, the lunchroom, Mm -hmm. um, her energy can impact all of her coworkers, Mm -hmm. somebody who's lost a child, somebody um, who's going through a divorce. That's her way of creatively showing up in the world and ministering to Mm -hmm. and impacting other people. Mm -hmm. So it's not title specific anyway. It's more about... Cooking is creative. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's what you bring to it. Doing hair, everything. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny when you talk about authenticity, I think about, I have a really big laugh. I'm like, (laughs) 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 and sometimes I'm like, Yolanda, not in that room. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Find the room where you can be your Jennifer Lewis laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell me, because why? Why would it feel like that's the laugh you couldn't have in every room? Because I think that laugh has always been um, Uh, uh, characterized as, she's wild. Wild, wild. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking of a church setting. That one, that one woman in the room that's always like, preach, you know? hallelujah, yes. <laughs> she was always my idol, right? Because, but what that speaks to is the degree to which we shame mm-hmm. ourselves mm-hmm. out of being. Authentic. Yeah. What is wrong with a big yeah. laugh? But it, we're all so afraid. Yeah. Yeah. So I shared that just for that because it's like it's you? really funny. Yeah. You know, it's a it's an editing of self that a lot of us participate in. Absolutely. You know? yeah. I mean, it took years for me even to do that. Um, I would not so much fear that I needed to hide 
uh, being a healer on stage with my musicians, but I definitely would keep it out of the room with my clients mm -hmm. that I was a musician mm -hmm. sometimes. And it and it took a minute, I would say about a year into my private practice, and then I was I would just tell my clients, and actually you should come to the show, mm -hmm. and it's gonna probably be darker than what you would expect <laughs> from your life coach, and and perhaps more wild than you would expect, but. What I learned is that gave them much more profoundly permission mm -hmm. to be themselves than us just sitting across from one another and me sharing and reflecting and advising. Mm -hmm. Because living by example and teaching by example. Mm -hmm. um, but I love that example of mm -hmm. the laughter mm -hmm. because it's important that we know it happens at those basic levels. Mm -hmm. But those basic levels is... Um, that editing that you're talking mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. is uh, it it impacts us mm -hmm. in the same way that, you know, something much broader yeah. that we would refer to. I think that's just such a core level. Why yeah. can't I laugh the way the that way I, I want? Laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting offline that we talked about uh, how you related transparency to we're all talking about R. Kelly yeah. right now yeah. and the women, the girls. Some uh, became women, some are still yeah, girls, yeah. and the impact. And oh my goodness. Show me, tell me how transparency shows up there for you. Well, you know, one, it is loaded. So I know mm. we will not have time to unpack that all in this conversation. But I think that, um, you know, just being somebody who's a mental health advocate, mm. um, being somebody who for 20 years has been a, a, a massive advocate for authenticity and transparency um, and telling the truth. Mm -hmm. And I think that R. Kelly... Um, Oh, my God, as troubling as it really is on so many levels, if we take the broad view, um, this speaks to so much more than just, you know, the horror of his um, actions. Mm -hmm. It speaks to family dynamics and secrets. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was molested. Mm -hmm. uh, his siblings were molested. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have to go even out of this room to realize that in families of color, we are taught, do not air your dirty laundry. Mm -hmm. Nope, nope, that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. That's why we won't even tell our parents some mm -hmm. of the time. Um, so we learn in these very subtle but consistent ways to not tell the truth. Mm -hmm to not tell the truth because we, we are ashamed mm -hmm. of telling the truth and being, um, being victims of what we're victims of. Mm -hmm. We're silenced. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that if culturally we didn't have such a hang up about mental illness mm -hmm. and what that means, and we could be more transparent, all of us, I have depression or um, I have sorrow or sadness or I have abuse that I haven't healed from. I was abused. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, you know, sexually abused. I was, um, you know, physically abused. Telling our stories in a honest way, it gives other people permission to do the same. Mm -hmm. And that has a domino effect so that we're we're culturally shifting mm -hmm. um, how we deal with trauma. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, as a culture, um, we don't really have, we don't have a, a platform for how that's done. We don't have a guide for yeah. what that looks like. Because, again, we've put mental health 
in such, you know, it's in time out. Mm -hmm. It's an ugly little corner. Nobody wants to talk about it. It's why suicide rates have risen among people of color. It's mm -hmm. doubled. Mm -hmm. um, we have to talk more. We have to start talking a lot yeah. more. And all of that is about transparency. Yeah. And so while it is um, understandable and popular right now to be completely condemning him, mm -hmm. the documentary, oh, my God. So yeah. it's it was so hard to watch. But I hope that we can have the larger conversations. conversations. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And just um, I read, oh, I heard the other day, I'm sorry, I heard a, a very pretty prominent black man talking about how he was molested as a child. And his uh, immediate reaction to it was to hide it, right? Yeah. And then he said the monologue in his head was like, you know, if you tell people, then that means you're gay. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, and then that meant for him, that was shame. Absolutely. And it just made me think about how when in victimhood you start wrapping yourself up in shame as though you did something. Exactly. When you did nothing. Exactly. You're the victim. You're the victim. You know? um, especially in, in these, you know, child abuse um, stories. And, Absolutely. But the, the shame around Absolutely. being abused and there should Absolutely. be no shame. You should be able to speak up on it you know well that's what i mean we yeah. don't have a what am i we, we don't have a specific process mm -hmm. for us to bear witness to what causes pain yeah it makes people uncomfortable and anything that you say if you can see it make people in a room uncomfortable your your internal self experiences that as something must be wrong yeah. with me. Yeah. And there goes shame. You know, my my dad died from an aneurysm when I was 10 years old. And I, I was I had shame about that. Mm. And the irony is my mom's dad had died suddenly in a car wreck when she was 10 years old. And she had shame as well. You know, so I remember going back to school that year and just feeling like I needed to hide that. Of course, mm -hmm. my neighbors had mm -hmm. had told others. But for some years, I, I lived as that meant something was wrong or flawed about me. Mm -hmm. Because being a little girl who had just lost her dad certainly is something that would make other people in a room uncomfortable. What if I started crying? So, you know... <laughs> Sexual so abuse. Yeah, I can't imagine. You, you know that's going to be yeah. there if something like um, death. Um, but look at rape victims. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, we, we have to create a new process for victims to not only learn that there is nothing to have shame about. There's nothing that's uh, fundamentally flawed about them mm -hmm. for having been victimized. And then we have to make the space safe enough and sacred for people to feel comfortable mm -hmm. to come forward and, and bear witness to their stories. I mean, how might it change? Yeah. How might it have changed the situation with R. Kelly? Yeah. Yeah. You know, years back, yeah. not just now, yeah. but years back. But the question is, the people around him, the the yes people, the handlers. See, here's the thing. Were any of them willing to be in authentic conversations with themselves? Mm -hmm. Because if I am not checking myself on every level, I sure ain't going to be Check saying them. nothing to you. 
Cause sure, I'm gonna be scared. You're gonna come back and be like nature. I know you. You know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. You know that in order to speak truth to someone else about who they are, you have to be willing to do that kind of inventory of yourself with mm-hmm. with nothing to hide. Mm-hmm. And most mm-hmm. of the time, we believe we have something to hide. So you are now one of our teachers mm-hmm. here and on Yes Girl podcast you've been doing it for readers on essence.com i want to know who are your mentors i love that question um because i've been reflecting on that a lot recently i would say um there are four people who most impacted my trajectory in in this line of work um the two that i'll speak about are ayanla vincent mm-hmm. and carolyn mace mm-hmm. Um, they are um, two women whose conversation around being in integrity with yourself, your one-on-one honor code is how Carolyn would speak about it, um, really influenced my sense of conviction, like, what am I going to do with my life? You know, I was 19, 20, maybe 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believed the stories they shared from their own personal lives mm-hmm. about how they uh, found their authentic path. And I just didn't want to waste any time. So everything that they wrote, every audio tape that they had, you, back then you could rent them. Mm-hmm. You could rent the little audio mm-hmm. and take them home and listen and you bring them <laughs> back like a, <laughs> a VHS when you had video rentals. And I, I just hung on every word because they both really rang true to me Ayanla, particularly because of the religious background, you know, she used to call herself this recovering Pentecostal, I think I would Mm -hmm. go hear her speak. And I so identified with uh, somebody having been raised deep in the church Mm -hmm. who had a sense of greater spirituality Mm -hmm. um, and a wish to explore without feeling condemned. And here she was, this role model, Mm -hmm. this powerful black woman who had gone and done that. And so I felt, oh, even though nobody else has been able to help me cultivate and put together what I feel called to do, mm-hmm. here's this first person. Now, the funny thing is mm-hmm. Susan Taylor had been the initial person. Oh, wow. Yo, <laughs> I wore out that magazine in the spirit. Mm, oh, what? You know, Listen. so... Uh, that was holy, my holy. Bible. Yeah. I ran to meet her when the book came out. Um, and it's interesting, though, for some reason, she did not feel obtainable, even though I was writing way back then. So something about Ayanla, um, I think Ayanla talks like my mama. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I, I know that. <laughs> I know that. That's my mama right there. Um, so it it was it was familiar. It was yeah. familiar, mm-hmm. uh, easy to adjust to. And I know that she, um, you know, back then, soon enough, actually was rendezvousing with Essence anyway. Mm-hmm. And and um, Susan and everything that was being laid out by this. You know, I'm so grateful to be here because, yeah. honestly, Essence is, um, you know, it was that profound, deep impact. And I think it's all a woman of color, mm-hmm. a, a little girl of color had to mm-hmm. be able to see herself. Mm-hmm. So um, absolutely, Ayanla and Carolyn Mace. Also, Wayne Dyer and Thomas Moore, mm-hmm. if if the readers want to check out um, them as well. Mm-hmm. I think their early books would be a great starting point for yeah. anyone who wants to lead a more authentic life. 
So before we go, we have a little assignment for you, dear listener. Use the hashtag YesGirlPodcast. I I would say my assignment is for them, for you to write about what your authentic self would really look like. Right, right. Yeah. And, and let me let me help with that. So here's a few questions you can take to your journal. Um, I love that suggestion, mm-hmm. um, Yolanda. You can um, sit with yourself and answer over the course of a week these questions. What single change would give me the greatest joy? What single release would give me the greatest relief? If I could choose any way for other people to see and affirm me, what would that be? Mm. And, and to answer those questions fearlessly. Mm. Leave the page when you find yourself editing. <laughs> Girl. Okay. Okay, you guys, um, we have a lot of work to do. Use the hashtag YesGirlPodcast to talk to us on social. And also follow Nature N-E-Y-C-H-A, on all social platforms. Thank you. 